Hi, it's Hal Anderson. Thanks for checking out the daily podcast for my show, Connecting Winnipeg. And if you can, please listen live weekdays from 10 to noon on 680 CJOB. Good morning. Ontario is following up on four more possible cases of the Omicron COVID-19 variant of concern that has prompted reintroduced travel restrictions around the world. Ontario's top doctor says the two, uh, the two of the cases under investigation for the variant are in the Hamilton, Ontario area and two others are in Ottawa. That is in addition to two confirmed cases in Ottawa announced yesterday. Those two cases were the first known cases in Canada. Global's Abigail Beeman on those first two cases we heard about yesterday. We know that they are linked to two people who had recently traveled to Nigeria. Beyond that, we don't know really anything else. Were those people traveling together? When did they arrive here? Who else were they in contact with? We don't know any of those things. We've asked some follow-up questions. Uh, but what is notable is that Nigeria is in a different part of Africa than the seven countries uh, for which Canada has instituted further travel bans and travel restrictions. And again, four possible cases, four more in addition to those first two, uh, two in Hamilton and two in the Ottawa area of this uh, new uh, Omicron variant of concern. Here's what our province, here's what Manitoba is saying about this new variant so far. Uh, the province here consider uh, continues to monitor the situation and work with federal officials in the fight against COVID-19 and its variants. At this time, measures such as travel restrictions would be a federal decision. No cases of the Omicron variant have been detected in Manitoba at this time, and the province can confirm that all positive travel-related specimens are being sequenced. In the meantime, the province urges Manitobans to follow the public health orders, focus on the fundamentals, and get vaccinated. Vaccine still provides one of the best defenses against COVID-19. That's from the province of Manitoba. And joining us now to talk about this new variant, Jason Kinderchuk, Canada Research Chair, Assistant Professor, Department of Medical Microbiology and Infectious Diseases at the University of Manitoba. Jason, thanks for joining us at the top of the show here. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on, Hal. You've been on the phone uh, over the past couple of days, even this morning, Zoom calls, meetings, virtual meetings on this. What's the latest? What can you tell us about this uh, Omicron variant? Yeah, it's a good question. There hasn't been a lot of sleep, I think, the last 72 hours for, for anybody that's uh, you know heavily involved in COVID-19, uh, and for good reason. We're, we're trying to figure out what we're dealing with. And I think that's probably uh, you know maybe coming at, at a little bit of, um, you know, uh, unhappiness uh, from the public in regards to the fact that we don't have all the answers. Um, but the issue is right now is we are very much in the early stages of figuring out what Omicron is. So the, the South Africans certainly have, have given us a massive leg up with being able to identify this as quickly as they did through their uh, surveillance screening and, and their sequencing screening. Um, that's, that's given us, you know, the ability to try and track this thing now globally the, the real questions now are, what is Omicron? How does it behave differently? We know a lot about the mutations, but we don't know what that means in regards to the activity of the virus. And, and the unfortunate reality is that those types of, of questions take some time to address. And, and that's going to be the real tough part now is, is really kind of waiting for that time lag of figuring out what this is. 
Will we start getting some more answers in, say, a couple of weeks? That's what I'm hearing anyhow. I know Fauci in the States has said we need a couple of weeks, and these travel restrictions are buying some time. We should take advantage of that. And and you're right, we really don't know, uh, we know less about this than what we do know about it. Yeah, you know, I think one of the big things to, you know, for people to take away from this is the fact that, listen, we, when we identify a virus uh, or a new variant, that, that's obviously very important. But then you get into the, the hard aspect of now you've got to try and not only isolate that virus, so you've got to grow it up in, in your own lab, which takes a high containment lab, but then you've got to disseminate that across the globe to, uh, to other researchers that are doing this work. All of these things do not happen overnight. They, they take you know, up to, you know, a couple of weeks or, or 10 days or so just to get your virus and then figuring out, you know, how to get it moved around around the globe. So, you know, this is going to take a couple of weeks. I think you're, you're going to hear some some new data that comes out over the next few days or so as, as people start to track this from an epidemiological standpoint. Um, but it's, it's a very fluid situation. And I think the thing we're hearing about now is not so much that cases have disseminated all from Southern Africa, but now we're hearing, you know, more cases that are linked without any travel, which suggests that there's been at least some community transmission in areas of the world that, that we maybe didn't expect to find it. Well, and as you heard the statement from the province, they're saying that it's not here yet, but it could be here, right? We, we could have it here in Manitoba already and just not know that it's here. It's a great question, right? Because we, we weren't looking for it because we didn't know what we were looking for, right? So now we actually have, you know, some indication of what this is and, and how to screen for it. Uh, and that's why you're starting to hear about these cases that are, that are being identified. And that's really the trick for us now is trying to figure out where did this actually emerge from? Because, yes, it was identified for the first time in South Africa. That doesn't mean that's where it first emerged. And certainly it doesn't tell us how long it's been circulating across the globe. So, so those questions, I, I think, over the next few days, you're going to hear a massive uptick in, in cases from different areas. That's because we're, we're screening for it more readily. I think, and, and Cynthia Carr has said this on our air over the past couple of days, I've heard other experts say this, uh, this is all the more reason to get vaccinated. If you're scheduled to get your booster, if you're eligible to get the booster shot, get the booster shot. Just continue and follow the fundamentals, which was in that statement from the province here, uh, the Manitoba government uh, and health officials in this province. Just continue as normal. Take though, If we did get a little relaxed, we, we talked a while ago here about getting a little lazy and a little relaxed about it. Um, this is an opportunity now to double down on the fundamentals, get vaccinated, because we believe at this point that the vaccines will still be very effective against this new variant, right? Yeah, I, I, listen, we're, we, we had these discussions this morning about this is the pivotal question for us right now, is, is understanding, you know, is there an uptick in, in reinfections in people, and, and what does this look like, and how are the vaccines holding up? The, the big thing right now is for all of us to remember that we are still dealing with the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So we certainly know what to do from a fundamental standpoint. We may have to change some things as we, we learn more about the virus. Um, but overall, we, we've got to be taking the same precautious approach. Certainly vaccination, uh, we, we, you know, we talk about Omicron right now as if Delta has gone you know, completely missing in the background. Delta is still circulating uh, you know, across the globe and driving you know, so many of the cases we're seeing right now. So let's get people vaccinated. Let's figure out the idea of, of vaccine equity and, and healthcare and equity that we're seeing in other areas of the world that are going to have um, a tough time with, uh, with, with these variants more so than, than ourselves. Um, but yeah, let's do everything we can to, to be as prepared as possible. 
Final question, Jason, and here at home, when people don't get vaccinated or in other countries around the world, when they can't get vaccinated, they simply don't have access to a vaccine yet. When that happens, this gives uh, this virus the opportunity to mutate and change. And then now here we are. We've got Omicron. Yeah, listen, this is this is the thing we've been talking about for, for a long period of time, right? Is the longest the longer the virus has to transmit and move through communities, the more it has the opportunity to mutate and change. And we we know that this is what is going to happen. It's unfortunate, um, but but it's happening like clockwork with this virus. So we've got to try and, and get transmission curbed as well as we can. But important to stay calm as well, right? And not overreact to this. The markets uh, you know, took a big dive on on Friday. We don't know yet a lot about this. It it could be bad, but it might not be as bad as as what we fear, right? The unknown. Yeah, you know what? I've seen a lot of polarized comments. I've seen people that have talked about this as the, the you know this is the doom and gloom variant that we've been waiting for, and others that have said no, 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 no it's much milder and, and we're okay. Listen, we I think we need to be very, very centrist right now and say, listen, we don't know. So let's assume that this is going to behave like Delta already is. Maybe it's worse. Let's be prepared and, and wait for the data to roll in before we make any decisions on what this variant specifically is. Jason Kinderchuk, thanks for your time. I know it's a very busy morning for you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Al. Jason Kinderchuk is the Canada Research Chair, Assistant Prof, Department of Medical Microbiology and Infectious Diseases at the University of Manitoba. So how are you feeling about the um omicron variant of concern i think it's important that we pay attention to it i said that on friday when we knew even less and we didn't have at that point or we weren't aware of any cases in canada now it looks like we've got six in ontario and they're testing for it right across the country including here in manitoba um but is it concerning sure we got to find out more about this uh could it be another delta or even worse yeah Uh, Could it be a variant that is not as impactful as Delta? Sure. We have to wait and see. And as you heard Jason Kiedrichuk there say, we could get some more information over the next few days. I know other experts are saying could take two weeks before we sort of know uh, a lot about this new variant. A little, bit, a little bit further away from a heart attack now. When I went into overtime, I was like, oh my God, nervous. But there are the riders, they pulled it out. Oh, oh, it was awesome. Way to oh end the gosh. season, man. Pretty Great. exciting. Go riders! Some happy riders, fans, riders, and bombers in the West Final here on Sunday at Investors Group Field. And joining us on the phone now uh, is the voice of the riders, Derek Taylor. DT, good morning. Hello. Hello, I'm still coming down from that game yesterday. <laughs> That's crazy. Double overtime. Uh, and then all the stuff that it required to get to double overtime with eight turnovers and two good quarterbacks just keep throwing the ball to the other team and wacky fumbles and mistaken calls by by uh, coaches. It was honestly, that was by far the most fun football game I've ever been a part of. You know, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I was really happy to see the riders and I, it was, you know, could have, I mean, the, the stamps send it to OT with a, with a last minute field goal. I mean, it could have went either way. Um, but I'm glad the riders are in because this is going to be like a, a banjo bowl times 10 when we have this West final here on, on, on Sunday. 
Oh, yeah, the 2019 version that was here in Regina was, was bonkers, right? It was packed up, and everybody hates the Bombers here. I mean, there's, there's a few Bomber fans that would come to the game, but, you know, in that friendly way, everybody hates the Bombers, and it's loud, and when anything good happens for the Riders, the place explodes, and when anything bad happens for the Bombers, anything, the place explodes. It's just going to be the reverse of that in uh, just between us, Hal, a slightly louder stadium. The Winnipeg Stadium is incredibly <laughs> loud. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our fans fire. Well, obviously. Fa- well, let me play another one. That, that Those were some fans. Let me play this guy. L- listen to this guy. He he was going crazy after the game. Just Unreal. the most unbelievable thing. Off to Winnipeg we go, baby. Oh, I Let's just go. love it. 2019 is gone. This is so good. I'm just so happy. I, we're going to Winnipeg. <laughs> we're definitely going to Winnipeg. I'm so stoked. It's so worth it. He threw four interceptions, and we still won the game. I love you, God. Uh, i mean you guys have the best well we have the best fans you guys are a close second i'll say that and and i mean this west final here is going to feature two teams with incredible fans yeah absolutely so and you heard the relief in that guy's voice right like that was the first playoff game they won at the new mosaic stadium uh, it didn't involve Cody Fajardo ringing one off the crossbar, which is why you know why he's referencing 2019 yeah. is forgotten. Though the kicker did hit one off the upright of the same goalpost that uh, Cody Fajardo hit the crossbar in 2019. Uh, and just just all that relief in that you know the the record wise at least the Riders were were the the better team in 2019 and you know ultimately didn't come away with it for our circumstances, but this is. You know the the figurative monkey off the back for this Riders team, and and you heard it really in that guy's voice. Yeah, what? Uh, tell me what kind of a game you're expecting. What are we going to see from the Bombers? The Bombers, you know, lost the last couple games of regulation, which isn't the end of the world. They'd already clinched uh, the West, uh, you know, title, but uh, you know that I think is on some minds of Bomber fans. And then, uh, you know, what are you looking for from the Riders? Obviously, you followed them through the entire season. What kind of a game are we going to expect? Yeah, the, the last two games for the Bombers, I, I honestly won't even look at those at all. Because to me, if, if you don't have Zach Caleros in there playing all 60 minutes uh, on on choice, then I'm not interested in what it is. Because that team is it goes around Zach Caleros, right? He is going to be the MOP of the league. So I'll look at the first 12 games in which they were 11-1 and one, and in which they absolutely lumped the Riders in both of those games. Uh, the Banjo Bowl was just be like, wow, this is... This is getting hard to watch by the second half. And literally, after the Labor Day game here in Regina, people were kind of mad at us because we were praising the Bombers liberally for that performance in which they whacked the Riders. But they looked so good in so many facets, right? They would hit deep balls to Darvin Adams and Nick Dembski and then, you know, whoever was in it running back. I think it was Harris in those games, but I'll have to tune back in. was looking good. The offensive line was dominant. The defensive line was swallowing up quarterbacks left and right. And there's Brandon Alexander with an interception. Adam Bigtoe's got a pick. And it was it was an absolute dominant performance in both those games by the Bombers. So the Riders have to figure out, okay, well, how do we, how do we keep pace with them? Our defense can turn the ball over. Sure, uh, we may be able to, you know, hold down their offense a little bit. But how can our offense uh, keep pace with the Bombers' offense will be the real test that uh, – Jason Moss and the rest of the coaches have to figure out this week. 
How is your lovely wife and my dear friend, Fiona Odlum? Is she well? And, and is she coming with you for the West final here? So she'll be, she'll be in uh, Winnipeg. She's, uh, of course, does weather here in Regina. She's doing weather for both Regina and Winnipeg from the stadium this weekend. Cool. So that'll be fantastic. She'll be there at, uh, at full voice. She's, she's enjoyed some uh, rider wins at IG Field before. Uh, yeah, so, so she will be here. She was in the middle uh, of, uh, there were some scraps going on in yesterday's game between the Rhinos and Stamps, as you saw. <laughs> yeah, she was I did. To, she was right close to the bench and, and hearing all the Calgary, fa- Calgary players getting yelled at by Ryder fans. She was in heaven with that. <laughs> hey, um, so you'll both be here then uh, for Bob Irving's final game. Um, Talk about yeah. the significance of that, Derek. Well, uh, this is how big a deal it was. I, I said to my boss, hey, if the Riders don't win this weekend, I want Friday and Monday off because I want to be at Bob's last game. Um, I mean, 40, was it 47 years? And for my entire time at Winnipeg, the 14 years I was in Winnipeg, just listened to him do his thing, and I watched him do his work, and I go, God, there's so many things that he does that I, I would like to, to do, right? Just the way he's just... And Bob's not a domineering, you know, he's not a dominant personality like I have mm. to run the rules, yeah. but he's just in command at all times in, in his work. There, there were times where people tried to, you know, get him off his game and he's like, no, I'm, 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 no, I'm just doing my work. And it, it all comes from a place of like honesty and it's natural. And he's just, he's an incredibly likable guy. And, and yet he, he's not, you know, he's not passive. He just, Nope, this is my job. I'm going to deliver the folks the best news, the news about the bombers. I'm going to give you the truth. Maybe shade a little blue and gold sometimes, but I'm going to give you the truth about it when there's when they stink, and I'm going to celebrate yep. with you when they're amazing. And uh, he's been an absolute blessing to watch and to get to know over the years. So I, I couldn't have gone without without being there for his last game. Well, you'll get a kick out of this, Derek. I can tell you and everybody listening right now that Bob Irving is at City Hall right now, and he is about to get a special honor. And he knows nothing of this. You can listen at cjob.com starting at 11 o'clock. He's going to get this special honor, and then make sure you keep it here on CJOB to find out about exactly what's happening at City Hall. But I allow you to tune out of the show for a little bit if you want to go to cjob.com at 11 o'clock and hear Bob get this special honor uh, down at City Hall. Uh, as you know, Derek, Bob just, he goes, oh, geez, we, why, why are we talking about me again? But it really is an incredible career, and he deserves all of this. And so I'm really happy for him, and I know his family is really enjoying seeing, uh, you know, their husband, their dad, their granddad, uh, getting all the recognition that he deserves after an, an incredible year. Uh, and I think Bob's going to join me on Wednesday. We're going to take a whole half hour and just reminisce about his years here at CGOB. But if people want to tune in, 11 o'clock, you, um, you'll probably do it, Derek, there in Regina. If you go to CGOB.com at 11, you'll hear him get this special honor. He knows nothing about it. I confirmed that he's at City Hall, so he can't hear me say this. So, again, you know, the, the uh, accolades for Bob continue. That and absolutely deserved. And yeah, Bob, Bob, of course, like, no, no, but come on. Like, almost 50 years celebrating yeah. Canadian football and one team. And uh, when I see his banner in the Ring of Honor, his name in the Ring of Honor, I'm going to take a picture with, with that because it's, it's absolutely deserved. There, there will never be the current generation of broadcasters, like the ones that, that I'm kind of getting in on the back end of, 
there'll never be another group like them. Uh, like Mark Steven in Calgary called the game yeah. here yesterday. He's been doing it for 30 years. There's just not going to be more like them, and we won't mm-hmm. get Oh, I think we might have lost Derek. Uh, Derek, I'm going to let you go. Um, we'll see you when you get to Winnipeg. I'm glad Fiona's coming with you. Derek Taylor, the voice of the Riders, joining us here on CGOB. In 2020, Cyber Monday had the highest percentage of fraudulent transactions for the year. And police say more and more scammers are signing up every day. Cyber Monday. Let's talk about it with technology expert David Papp at davidpapp.com. And that's Papp with two Ps at the end. David, it's been a while. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Hal. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. I think one number that I read um, in a global news report is that online retail fraud is up something like 435%. We all want a good deal, and there are certainly good deals out there on Cyber Monday, but we have to be careful, don't we? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Talk about what we need to, what are some good tips? Well, uh, there's a whole bunch of the usual tips. So there's things like, you know, don't shop over public Wi-Fi. Make sure that the shopping sites you're using are secure. They have that HTTPS or that lock symbol. Do some research. Figure out what products should cost. You know, if it's too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. Um, the other thing is, um, you know, your, your typical make sure you're using complicated passwords. Never save your information online like your usernames, your passwords, your credit card numbers. Look on your credit card statement for any unknown charges. But specific to this shopping, I've got some good tips. So number one, if you can, use a credit card to pay instead of a debit card. The reason for that is as a credit card holder, you have more protection if it's compromised. You can always dispute charges. You can look at your statement and say, I didn't authorize that. And generally speaking, uh, credit card holders are protected. Um, The other thing is don't fall for the scammers, as you just pointed out. You know, those emails with discounts, they might have some malware or viruses in there. Or maybe they're just trying to get your credit card information so they can try and run off some purchases. So, um, you know, I, I would just say use some common sense. Be very careful and diligent. And, you know, there are some great deals out there. There's no doubt about it, but uh, be very careful. Mm -hmm. Another one that I hadn't really thought about until I heard it on Friday, of course, Friday was Black Friday, and then Saturday was Small Business Saturday. Now today is Cyber Monday, ahead of Giving Tuesday tomorrow. One that I hadn't heard before is be careful when you're typing in the address of the site you want to go and shop at because... There are bad guys out there that have taken websites very close to the actual website, and if you misspell it, you might end up on a site that looks like the legitimate site, and it's not. Absolutely, and that is extremely common. It's been for years they've been doing that, catching the common typos and spelling mistakes people put in when they type in an address. So uh, a common thing I'd like to do is, is instead of typing it in, search for it in Google. Because if you search for it, generally speaking, it will be at the top of the list. Even if you made a typo, Google generally knows what website you want to go to. The scammers are not going to show up in the Google search results at the top of the results. That won't happen. You know, listen, more and more we are shopping online, even when shopping locally, right? We, we are shopping online. There are local sites and local businesses have a store, but they also have a site online. 
No doubt the pandemic has sped up our online shopping. We're doing more of it now because of the pandemic than I think we would have had had the pandemic not happened. So this is a reality of life. We're going to shop online. Uh, Do you see things changing in any way or or any developments that we might see as more people shop online? Or are we just going to have to keep all these tips? And you gave us three or four really good ones there. Are we just going to have to keep those tips in mind going forward? I think it's an unfortunate reality, Hal. This is just the the world we live in now. Uh, We're all about instant gratification. We don't want to leave the comfort of our own homes or offices or chairs. So we order online and, you know, it shows up the next day or even some situations that shows up same day. Um, and, And that's just the way it is. I did save what I feel is my best tip for last. Uh, And this is something a lot of people haven't thought about, I don't think. I highly recommend everybody go out and get yourselves a second credit card with a low limit on it. It's very easy to get credit cards and sign up for it. This second one, you're going to use it for those online purchases that you're unsure about. You're you're not quite, you're, you're concerned, you're sitting somewhere, you're traveling, whatever the situation is. The reason for that is not only is a cardholder protected and you can dispute any charges on your credit card statement, but, you know, if you ever had to cancel your credit card, it is such a pain to go mm. and update all those pre-authorized purchases with your Netflix account, your utilities, your, your whatever, your cell phone charges, and all of these charges that automatically happen on your credit card. And you're without a credit card until you get the new one in the mail. So keep that main credit card for your main authorizations. Never share it out. Never use it elsewhere for, you know, unknown reasons, you know, like online shopping. And then use this second credit card for those situations because it mitigates the risk. Yeah, that's a good one. And, I mean, you can even get these credit cards where you go in, you put $500 cash on them, right? And and you could use those cards. And then if there is an issue, they're not getting access to your $10,000 credit limit on a card, say, uh, as an example. That That is a, a really good one. Maybe I'll have you back before Christmas to talk about Christmas technology. But just quickly, um, what, what are the big purchases uh, in technology? What are people wanting under the tree this year, David? A lot of the big stuff right now is the the online, uh, you know, latest smartphone, latest home automation, your your speaker systems, your your music technology, your devices that can stream, you know, the latest Roku device or the latest, you know, Amazon Echo or whatever you name it, mm-hmm. AirPod Pro. Um, that that it seems to be tech. Like that's what a lot of people are going out and trying to find the latest deal on because that's what a lot of people really enjoy. Well, and for the last almost two years now, right, we've relied on technology so much that I think a lot of people are going, hey, you know what, this is this is pretty cool. This makes uh, life a lot easier uh, in challenging times, and so I'm not surprised that it's become a technology Christmas. David Papp, really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Anytime, Hal.